Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Legal Talks by Desi Kanoon. I am Suyash and today I will be talking about public international law. I haven't spoken to you since a very long time. This is because I was working on another assignment in Andaman Law College, Port Blair, which is situated in Andaman and Nicobar Islands of India. I was working there as an assistant professor of law. I taught many subjects there. One of the subjects that I taught was public international law. So, I thought that I'll resume my channel by making a small series on public international law. Public international law is a very interesting subject and sadly, people do not read it in depth. Even I have not read it in depth, but I have perused some of the books on this subject and I have taught this to my students at Andaman Law College. So, I hope I am able to do justice with it. So, before understanding what public international law is, we need to understand the meaning of law and what are the types of international law. So, what is law? Law has played a very important role since ancient times and what exactly it is? It has been defined by Malcolm Shaw as that element which binds the members of the community together in their adherence to recognized values and standards. Now, what does it mean? It may sound confusing at first. So, let us dissect this definition into three parts. The first part is that it is that element which is binding in nature. And who does it bind? It binds the members of the community. For adherence to the established norms and standards. Again, this may be very confusing to you. So, let me quote another excerpt from Malcolm Shaw's book. He says that law consists of a series of rules regulating behavior and reflecting to some extent the ideas and preoccupations of the society within which it functions. So, law is nothing but a mirror. It is a reflection of the society. If your society is good, if your society is advanced, if your society is technologically very sound, then law will reflect all those elements in it. But if your society is primitive or if it is not so advanced, then it will not have advanced laws and it will also not have good implementation of laws. I'll not go into the definition of law any further because we are not studying jurisprudence and the definition of law is the subject matter of jurisprudence. So, I hope I have been able to provide you some clarity with respect to the definition of law. Now, let us move further. So, now let us come to international law. What you need to understand is that it is the nation states that are the subject matter of international law and not the citizens. The citizens are governed by municipal law or the domestic law or the local law, whatever the name you might want to give it. So, based on this premise, international law has been divided into two parts, public international law and private international law. Private international law is also called as conflict of laws. Now, why is it called conflict of laws? Basically, private international law deals with those cases within particular legal systems in which foreign elements, they 
collide with each other and they raise questions as to the application of the foreign law i'll explain this to you with the help of an example let us say you have a girlfriend who you want to marry your girlfriend is a citizen of canada and you are an indian citizen you are living in united states of america now you want to marry your girlfriend in united states of america so which law would be applicable on you whether it would be indian law or canadian law or the american law this is a very confusing question and this is exactly what is the subject matter of private international law in case you marry your girlfriend as per the american laws later on some dispute arises in your marriage and there is a petition filed in the court so a question may come that whether the american courts are competent to hear it or the indian courts are competent to hear it or the canadian courts are competent to hear it all these questions they form the subject matter of private international law it does not deal with the relationship between the nations per se rather it deals with the situations that arise because of the different nature of laws that are prevalent in different municipal jurisdictions however we will not be dealing with private international law in this series and we will only be dealing with public international law so let us understand what is the meaning of public international law basically public international law is a separate system in itself that deals with the relationship between the different states in all its forms so the application of public international law may be general or it may be specific depending upon case to case you might be thinking that uh, the definition of public international law is not very different from private international law but you are wrong here the difference is palpable and the difference is huge on the one hand private international law governs between the conflict of laws that are present in different nation states on the other hand public international law has its own sets of laws so let me give you an example let us consider that india and canada they want to enter into a treaty with respect to export and import of fishes so india and canada the representatives will sit together they will draft the contents of the agreement that they want to enter into thereafter their competent authorities will affix their signatures on that agreement and that agreement would become a part of international law as soon as two countries enter into a treaty or an agreement it forms a part of international law now how these international laws are to be interpreted how these international laws are to be understood what are the rules that we have to follow in order to understand these laws what are the disputes that have taken place with respect to different countries involving their international treaties and agreements what are the different interpretative problems in the treaties and agreements what are the other issues suppose india and china enter into an agreement now indian representatives they are conversant in hindi and english so they make an official translation of their agreement in hindi and english whereas chinese representatives they are comfortable only in chinese 
so they translate the text of the treaty into chinese in case any interpretative ambiguity arises with respect to the meaning of the terms of the agreement then which interpretation would prevail whether the chinese translations interpretation would prevail whether hindi translations interpretation would prevail or whether english translations interpretation would prevail all these issues are dealt with in public international law so i hope i have been able to explain you the basic meaning of public international law i leave it here and in the next episode we will talk about the difference between international law international comity and international morality i hope you enjoyed listening to the show stay tuned for the next episode thank you